Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. Four games against the Giants. It's big, Jay. Actually, I'd say the whole second half is big for the Padres. More than half of their <laughs> remaining games are against the NL West. They're, they're in a fight for... We can talk about this. I think they're in a fight for a wild card spot. <laughs> more than the NL West lead. But uh, oh, uh, here we yeah. go. Four against the Giants at home. I mean, I, I've thought that all along. I mean, it was, they were close to the Dodgers, but to me, Dodgers are always going to pull away. Yeah, I mean, it's a really big second half because there really is no excuse for this team not to make the playoffs. I mean, barring disastrous injuries in the second half to multiple players, not just the one star that they've been missing for the half, you know, the Giants aren't very good, as we've seen lately. Of course, the Padres haven't been haven't been either. Um, but, you know, the Phillies, th- thanks to Blake Snell, uh, lost their best player for most of the second half. I don't, you know, so how good are they? Um, I mean, the, the Padres should be able to win, you know, 88 to 90 games and get one of those wild card spots. As, as Tom Krasovic points out to me all the time and in his writing, you know, the playoffs are watered down now. I mean, you've got three wild card spots. You only have to be one of the six best teams to get in the playoffs. The Padres have the fifth highest payroll in all of baseball, not just the National League. There's really no excuse at this point. And, and I think there could be some serious, well, should be some serious ramifications if they don't. I won't say that there's that there will be because I don't think that will happen. But you could certainly make the argument that there could be, you know, serious ramifications if they don't make the playoffs. I still think they will. Yes. I still think if they don't, what I'm talking about won't happen. To get that sixth spot, let's just say if you're playing for the sixth spot, which is not good because then you have to play a road wild card series. But nonetheless, if you've got good pitching, heck, you're in it, man. Sure. To get that sixth spot, they barely have to play over 500 ball the rest of the way. Probably. Probably they might not even have to play over 500. I'm saying they're 11 over right now. You're right. Right. So, I mean, they, I don't know what they've won. How many games right now? They're at uh, what? 46. I think it is. I mean, like 47 and 36, 47 and 36. I mean, so they've got 80 games left or something like that. I mean, they, they could, they win 40 games. They're, they're in, I think. I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. And as you've said, but to start with, They've been bad. I mean, we, as I, I tweeted this morning when I to promote this podcast, that it, it's been a week since we did a podcast. In that time, they are one somewhat slash very miraculous inning away from not winning a game. I mean, they were, you know, they they have not hit the ball with the exception of the ninth inning, really, against the Dodgers on Sunday. Really haven't hit the ball, you know, to do anything. And and their pitching has been okay, but not quite good enough. Uh, and they were honestly lucky to win one of the six games they've played since since we last talked. The good news for them is the Giants just lost six in a row in, until last night's game in in Arizona. So there's nobody sort of charging at them right now. Hey, but until yeah, the I mean, Giants they, they, scored, the Giants scored five runs in the final two innings. They were going to be a 500 club. Yeah, they were going to get swept exactly. by the Diamondbacks. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, of course, this weekend somebody's got to win. They're playing four games, two two teams that aren't going well right now. Padres coming off basically forty eight hours off from not playing on you know since the Padres last played on Tuesday, the Giants have played two games and traveled. I mean, yeah, it's only an hour and everything, but they got in late last night, and Padres, you know, have been quote unquote refreshed, or at least should have been. 
I know they had some some things going on the last couple of nights, but but still they weren't playing baseball. So right. that's a good uh, right. That's a good that's a good thing. I mean, doing the doing their their diamond dinner last night or whatever it was at at Petco. That's not exactly like having to go through a uh, well, go through I, a game. Or, or, I love it that yeah. now in the age of social media, a team doesn't go out and blow off some steam and have a little team bonding thing without it being all over social media. Yeah. Padres players did on Tuesday night. <laughs> I, I was going to say I think I missed most of that last night, and I or, and I was or yesterday, and I was thankful. But I I got the impression that people were upset because the Padres went to a 30th birthday party for Manny Machado on Tuesday night. Uh, you know, with an with an off day on Wednesday. I, I don't know what I, I I'll never understand that. I mean, are the players just supposed to go home and mope around the house and? you know, and sit around and, and try not to kick their dogs or something. I mean, they, you know, they their best player had his 30th birthday. It's kind of a big deal. If you and you, you know, if you're turning 30, uh, I, you know, I'd be honored to celebrate it with you. I, that was a long time ago, way longer ago for me that I, I certainly can't even remember that. Uh, and I'm sure you don't remember much of yours either. But I believe uh, I just arrived at the UT maybe a year earlier. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, I wasn't invited anyway, but uh, I, I, you know, again, that's something that that's what they should be doing on a night like that. They they should be getting together and they should be blowing off steam and you know, and they got. I think it was at Manny's house, if I'm not mistaken, or at somebody's house. So it's it's not like they were out tearing up downtown or something like that. And you know, they come back today and look. They could lose ten nothing tonight. They could win ten nothing tonight. It has nothing to do with what happened Tuesday hey, night. If I'm if, if I'm going to entertain this at all. And look, this was supposed to be a two days off. This was supposed to be two days off. Right. The night before, actually, the Tuesday night. No, the Wednesday night, because tonight was supposed to be off. Wednesday night was supposed to be this big shindig they had, whatever it was, the diamond dinner, you know, and all the players were there. It got moved, you know, the CBA forced a bunch of rescheduling. So now the Potters only had yesterday off. So it got moved to yesterday. If I'm like, upset if I'm going to put myself in the mind I'm more upset at the team for having the players go on their only off night to this thing but neither yeah. one matters one hill of beans exactly exactly yeah. so anyway what does matter is the Padres offense is a disaster right Good now golly. and and you can certainly see how Machado has mostly carried them through most of the first half because he has not been any good since his injury um his, his numbers you know are still really good for the season but he's definitely, uh, I think he only has three or four hits since he came back. I think two doubles, no home runs. Um, this team, is, as you've talked about all year, has not slugged at all, uh, almost at all. I mean, I, I, was, I was looking it up. They are 13th in slugging in the National League. They are 14th in home runs. There's only 15 teams uh, in the National League. That's not, that's not good. They are eighth in runs, but that's certainly not based on anything They've done lately. I mean, I, I have a printout here of all the all the season stats. There have been guys who have been terrible for pretty much the entire season. Austin Nola, Trent Grisham come to mind as uh, two of those guys. There have been guys who have been terrible lately. Uh, Eric Hosmer, for the most part, you know, a couple big hits. But for the most part, his season numbers are pretty much in line with what he's been since he's been here. Uh, but has not been very good lately. And uh, Cronenworth has got was hot for a while, has cooled off. You know, there's just a bunch of guys. You know, Luke Voigt has not looked good lately. I don't know. You watch every inning. I've managed to miss a few. What uh, 
what are, what are you seeing recently from uh, from these guys? Well, of those innings I've watched recently in that last week, uh, they're scoring like once every six or seven innings. Um, that's a problem, uh, <laughs> especially when it's not many of them are like that ninth inning where they put up four and not uh, and and also hit a home run in that inning, which they don't do. Yeah. I think we're we're learning who Luke Voigt is. He hits the ball hard, he hits the ball far, and a lot of times he strikes out. Man, he's three for 19 since he came okay. back. 10 Ks in 21 plate appearances. That's the first time that's happened in six seasons. Um, yeah. So, like, is it his injury? Yeah, probably it's a little bit his injury. And then it's also that, you know, players go through that. But nonetheless, this is like, this is as bad as you're going to see Manny. Probably won't see good Manny until after the All-Star break. I didn't say he won't hit any home runs. Yeah. Um, or anything like that, but like full strength Manny is is a little bit of a ways away. Uh, I'm I'm out of words to talk about what this offense has been. I think that it's time to like reconcile the fact that it better be a different team when Manny or when uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back early August, late July when you have a few more reliable pieces in the bullpen, if Drew Pomeranz ever comes back, when Pierce Johnson comes back, Adrian Morahone, because I think the bullpen is kind of a problem. It is forced uh, almost every night. It is forced Bob Melvin to, um, and I'm diverging into pitching, but uh, yeah. it's, it's forced Bob Melvin to either run a reliever out there, extra innings, run Craig Stammen out there when he wouldn't have, uh, or have a starter go longer than he would have. So that's going to be big. And then I am getting, in no uncertain terms, uh, the impression that the Padres know they have to add a bat and they will add a bat. Almost like, duh, we're going to add a bat. Now, I don't know with the history of what A.J. Preller uh, has done bringing bats in, what that's going to mean. But the fact is, I think we're going to be looking at a very different team after August 1st or 2nd. Well, and the and the, the question, I, I guess the question I have and, and that a lot of people would have, and I... I probably differ from a lot of people on my answer to this is how much are you willing to give up for that bat? And, and I guess a lot of it depends on who the bat is. Um, you know, let's say it's Wilson Contreras. Okay. That's, you know, that's a, that's a spot where you could say the Padres need some help. Alfaro's had some big hits. He seems rather streaky. Austin Nola has not been good pretty much for the whole year. I mean, his OPS is right around 600. So if you could get Wilson Contreras, are you giving up Robert Hassel for Wilson Contreras? And I don't think you have to. If you're okay. trying to get now he's a free agent, right? from a he's team a, that's a, a little a closer to contending, yeah, then you do. But the Cubs aren't that team. Now, I know that it's not two years ago, but look what they got you, Darvish, for. And so the Padres have, and this is what I would say, and maybe you know, we should have Jeff Sanders on here to talk about tradable prospects. Because I think Jeff Sanders could be one of the few people in the world uh, the guys at Mad Friars, uh, these Baseball America, mm-hmm. these types of people, that whoever they would trade to the Cubs, those are the only people that are going to know who these prospects are. I don't think they have to give up hassle to get Contreras. They may mm-hmm. have to give up quite a few players that are like plus, you know, A-ball players that uh, have a really high ceiling like they did when they got Darvish and Caratini. Um, now you're looking to go go to like Kansas City, which is sort of – they feel like they're a little closer. Maybe you do need to then give up a hassle, but who are you getting from Kansas city? Are you really going to do that for Whit Merrifield or, or uh, Ben Intendi? Ben Intendi could be like Adam Frazier plus. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Like, I think he's um, a hell of a player, but I thought Adam Frazier was a good player. Um, yeah, well. If you're going to make this trade because you're all in on this season, which the Padres have to be all in and they know it on this season, you're going for someone who can give you some slug, who can, who you're very confident can help you. Right, and and Contreras is a free agent um, yes. after the season, so that also helps in terms of not having to give up. Yes, um, maybe your top guy. I mean, Whit Merrifield is hitting is hitting two thirty nine right now. Um, I, I don't have his other numbers, people but people I mean, don't come to the Padres and hit better and hit better exactly. I mean, he's been a guy that's always been in you know eighteen and nineteen. He was over three hundred. He was around two eighty the last couple of years. Now he's at two thirty nine. That's exactly the kind of guy you. You don't want to see come in here. That's Adam Frazier 2.0 right. or Ryan Lloydwick 3.0, however you want to, whatever you want to put it. Um, so I think there's a question, you know, do the Padres have enough without adding a bat? If you bring back Tatis and you bring back Myers, um, is that enough in itself right there? And you could make an argument that it is. To, but, to go to our original conversation, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it, and I think and Making I think it playoffs. is. And the argument the argument is that those guys that those guys come back and contribute, and it also counts on a couple of other guys doing something. And and Trent Grisham's at the top of my list in terms of guys who have done nothing. And you know, except uh, he has eight, seven home runs in the last month and a half. Right, but that's but that's it. Um, you know, his he still has a an OPS that's barely over six hundred adjusted OPS of 79. His defense is not nearly as good as the Padres seem to think it is, or some people think it is. And it certainly hasn't been good lately that anybody it certainly see. has it all of um, that because so, you're talking about me. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. So I, I, you know, look, I, I am not, I, I've never been a, a, wow, Trent Grisham's a great player guy. And I'm really down on Trent Grisham this year because I just don't think that he's, that he's contributed very much. And I think he would be one of the first guys to tell you that. Um, I mean, he's, his on-base percentage is 285. It can't okay. be that low, you know? Absolutely, it, except that, like, his first month and a half were historically low. When this run that I'm talking about began, and I, look, I'm not I'm not pushing back too much on what you're saying, Jay. No, I, right. He was hitting 140. Yeah. <laughs> like, so to get it up to 186, which is where it's at now, then... I don't know. Every time I see Trent Grisham, he's taking two strikes. And we, we've talked about that before, and it's, you know, his his greatest strength is his weakness and that sort of thing. But it, it, at least this, and I know you'll agree with this, his defense has to be better if he's going to hit in this in this range. And the last three games, or just in the last two games, um, I thought he was lazy on a ball on Monday. He kind of, and, oh. and uh, Rodriguez, who, wow, what a great player that guy is and is going to be. Um took the extra base on him and he never, and it was like, Oh, this guy's not going to run. Well, he ran. Then he got a bad break on a ball. He, he broke back. The ball was short. I don't think he would have caught that ball anyway, even with a good break. And then the ball in the ninth inning the other day off of Taylor Rogers was just a bad play that went over his head. So that's three plays in the last two days that, that I can point to just as a, you know, average guy on the street sort of watching games uh, that haven't been particularly good. So anyway, he's a, he's a guy that has to produce more. Austin Nola has to produce more. Eric Hosmer has to produce more. Even Jake Cronenworth, who you know produced at a very high level for several weeks, has sort of dropped off. It's like where is he gonna where is he gonna level off? Right. Um, so so let's gonna, say you add Tatis and a bat. I, I I do think that a 
than a player in the Dodgers lineup, right? And and look at who beat the Padres a lot. They're number five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters, okay? Guys who well, haven't yeah. been doing very well. Who haven't been doing anything. I do think hitting in the Dodgers lineup helps you. I, I just do. And and if you lengthen this Padres lineup, which is what they thought they had, right? Where Jake Cronenworth doesn't have to bat second. Look, big Jake Cronenworth guy. It's a down year. He's a better player than this. But if this is what he's doing this year, then maybe he's better off hitting fifth, I, I, I sixth. I don't know. Yeah. If, it depends on who you get because if Profar keeps hitting like, you know, he has for the most part, then you've got uh, Manny, Tatis, or you got Tatis. I don't know how you're doing it, but you've got um, three players at the top. You don't need Cronenworth there. Um, right. And, and who but, depends on who you bring in. You bring in Contreras. Is he batting third? Uh, I think that lengthening this lineup could really change the performance of a few players and make their the holes, their holes right now, and make them less glaring. I, I Right. That's almost the best I can say about this offense is get some more players in there and maybe some of these guys will hit better. Right. And I guess, I, you know, I, I know you you think that I'm a, always an optimist, a half full class, <laughs> half full guy. But all I think about are, as you said, people don't come to the Padres and hit better. And I, I just keep thinking that, you know, they're they're going to they're going to end up getting burned on a trade because they're going to give up somebody that's going to turn out to be good. And they're going to get somebody in here and he's going to come in here. And like almost everyone who comes in here, he's he's not going to be he's not going to produce. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't. I, I'm not saying they shouldn't try uh, or anything like that. But it, it's a difficult it's difficult to be optimistic about somebody that they're going to bring in just because history tells us that something happens when people come here. Maybe it's this water we're reading about now about this this moldy, this moldy, stinky water that we've had stories about. Maybe that's the whole secret to all this. That's been causing the uh, the problems and only the hitters get it. It doesn't seem to affect the too many pitchers. But anyway, they they obviously need to find some help, whether it's whether it's within and it's and it's somebody like Myers that comes back and then leads to Tatis uh, or if it's, uh, you know, from what you're saying, they seem determined to make a move. The question is, where does that – so is it an outfielder? Is it a catcher? Um, I mean, Hassan Kim's actually been one of their better hitters um, in and That's in recent, why we uh, haven't talked about this. Because in recent time. So is Tatis now the bat that goes to the outfield? Where, where do you think we stand on that? Well, I was going to say one of the reasons Trent Grisham might want to play better is so he can keep <laughs> some playing time because right. uh, I think, you know, um, it's become obvious. It became obvious on the last trip that Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to play some in the outfield. And, you know, there were times where he – now, look, um, the other day there was a lot of video out that showed him in the outfield. Ironically, that day – I just used ironically wrongly, but um, <laughs> uh, that day, 90% of his t- workout was the infield that day. He's going mm-hmm. to play shortstop. But he also has spent days where he's only worked in the outfield. And so there he's going to be in the outfield at times. And could that be right field, center field? Yep. Could be uh, either one of those. And Bob right. Melvin said, it depends on where we need him, which means depends on who's playing poorly. Who's or playing if you well. want right. to put it the way Jay Posner would, it depends on who's playing well um, because he's so positive. <laughs> uh, no, Jay's just, and, Jay's and, just and hyper-realistic. Look, That's another well, one. And, and, and Profar, you know, Profar has a 345 on base and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong, especially in today's game. He's not the guy, he's not the problem uh, at this point. And, you know, and even in right field, um, 
with with what they've been doing there. I mean, Mazzara has had limited has had limited time, but he's put up numbers when he's when he's been out there. Uh, Azokar's been okay. So I mean, I it's just it's it's more to me. It's more the guys like like Nola and Hosmer and and uh, and and those type and and Grisham that are that are causing the the biggest issue right now. And that that and Voigt is another guy you know recently that just hasn't produced. So are those guys going to be bad for three more months? I you know I wouldn't expect it. I, I know some people think one of those guys is always bad, uh, even though they have bigger problems than him. But you know that's that's the, the way things are. And you know the other thing that would help is they they do need their pitching. To stay strong, I, I would if we segue into that real quick. You know, Sean Manaya has been good, but he's hasn't been quite what I would have. You know, if you look at his numbers right now, based because he's had some rough starts lately. You know, an ERA over four, I would not expect that from him when they got him. I I, I would think he was better than that. You know, Blake Snell. I don't. Is the light ever going to go on? You know, it goes on at times. Um, Clevenger, I think, has been pretty good, although the outing the other day was disappointing, uh, you know, against a, a, a team where he had two outs and nobody on and, and gave up runs. Twice. So, uh, tw- you know, twice, and and then it happened to Rodgers as well. So, you know, there's different uh, – you talked about the bullpen. Uh, look, it's not a good stretch. I mean, you're not 6-12 and 12 in your last 18, and we're on here talking about how great everybody's playing. Well, let's, but let's... It's, also eight, it's also 18 games – and you know that's barely ten percent of a season, uh, yes. barely over ten percent of a season. They still have forty-seven wins. Uh, baseball pers- uh, uh, fan graphs today put out their latest projections for the season. They're still eighty-three percent to make the playoffs. So look, this should still be a playoff team, despite that we just spent the last twenty minutes talking about how bad they've been. They haven't had a losing month yet. As bad as they finished June, they feel still, I believe, were 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, that's an arbitrary thing. They, you know, sure. you could pick a spot of 29 games where they have uh, recently. Um, but say it again. This is why Bob Melvin was brought in, too. He doesn't play any games. But if Jace Tingler was a part of the problem, then that's gone. And you were replaced with a guy who was brought in for moments such as these. So back to what you said, if at the end of the season – this isn't a playoff team. I don't know that you look at Bob Melvin, but you oh, look I, at no. the guys below him and the guy above him. That's what yeah. you, where you look because it's like, you, I mean, really? I mean, really? I know. <laughs> Who's the problem here? Andy Green, Jace Tingler, Bob yeah. Melvin. Maybe we look at some other people who've been here longer. Yeah, Bob Bob Melvin is, uh, you know, like we've talked about before. Every once in a while, I have an issue with something he does, but. I think most of the time it's based on what you've talked about, which is the sort of the roster makeup and the bullpen makeup um, and, and trying not to burn out the bullpen. So trying to stretch those starters a little bit. And I understand why he's doing it. Bob Melvin has proven that he can win games in the big leagues. So I, I don't think that Bob Melvin is the problem uh, yeah. right now. So it's, it's either, as you said, it's the people that play for him or it's the people who hired him. And uh, we'll see what happens. There's still a long way. To go. I mean, today is July 7th. The season ends in three months. There's a lot of games between now and then and, and some big games coming up. These are teams, you know, four against the Giants, four against the Rockies, albeit at Coors, three against the Diamondbacks. That's 11 games coming up. No reason, you know, not to expect six, seven wins out of that, out of that set, especially you've got seven of the games at home. 
So win five of those, win a game or two in Colorado, go into the all-star break, and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. Then there's the other scenario. Um, <laughs> you're playing four at Coors Field and where you haven't won in 10 games, and yeah. then you are playing the Diamondbacks at home, feeling like, all right, what a great way to end the first half, and what if you don't? Uh, yeah. And then you got to wait uh, four days to go play uh, where? In New York. Oh, yeah. New- against the Mets. Yeah, oh, boy, and they'll is... only have like Degrom and Scherzer ready for uh, for that series. So, so I haven't looked up. Uh, my bad. I haven't looked up uh, tonight's uh, matchup. Is absolutely incredible. Logan yes. Webb and Joe Musgrove. Yes. Logan Webb on the the final game of the Padres first road trip held the Padres to one run in eight innings in yes. a two to one victory. Yes. Joe Musgrove. The next time the Padres went to San Francisco held the Giants to no runs in seven innings. Both of them gave up four hits in those outings. So they didn't pitch against each other, but they have both done extremely well against the other team. And these are their team's aces. And I – uh, I'm I'm not going to be there tonight. Uh, Shame on me. But uh, that that is going to be a heck of a matchup. So you're on the under tonight is what you're – is what you're saying. Well, considering yeah. who the offenses are as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, the Giants, as far as I know, haven't named a pitcher. Uh, Blake Snell goes for the Padres. Uh, Carlos Rodon, who does not give up home runs, by the way, is uh, is pitching on Saturday. That's another 4-15 game with you uh, Darvish going for the Padres. And then the final game on Sunday is a couple of lefties, uh, Alex Wood and Mackenzie Gore. So I remember Gore did pitch against the Giants in one of the games, I think a Sunday game in San Francisco, where they blew out the Giants and he had oh a big lead. To, yeah, had a big lead to work with and, and that sort of thing. So then uh, after that, that means Manaya and Clevenger in uh, in Coors. Uh, so we'll we'll deal with that when it happens. We will talk to you on Monday. You will be in Denver. And uh, for the last time, right? No. No, this there is only the is second one. trip the craziest thing. So this is a four-game trip to Denver. Later, I think it's September. I think it's the last trip. Oh, that's right. There's a three-game trip. I've never been on a three-game trip. There's a three-game yeah. trip to Denver. Not to complain, but it's the worst place to go to because the de- the airport is actually in Kansas. It's in Olathe, yes. Kansas. Um, and uh, It's not in Kansas. <laughs> It's an hour from it's downtown. Not, it's not an hour. Even <laughs> I, you can't tell somebody who's been there several times that uh, that it's an hour. But uh, yeah. anyway, so, that's so, right. No, you do, uh, but, but you you do got, have another uh, trip. Yeah, that'll another be another thing to, uh, to to deal with uh, going to, going to Denver. But uh, and the the good thing for Mackenzie Gore is he will miss Denver. That's right. That's because right. actually, you take away the Rockies, I think he's like still got a sub two ERA. Yeah, he's pitched very well against everybody else. So it's a good point that it works out for him to uh, do that, and then he'll get a start next week. Make no mistake uh, that they gave him two extra days both times, or the one time, and then it works out the second time. Yeah. But that also lined him up to miss the Rockies. Absolutely. Very good uh, Very good decision there. So anyway, we're uh, we're right out of time here on, uh, on this day, and I hope everybody has a great weekend and enjoy the games. Uh, Hopefully, Ed will talk to you on Monday. Thanks, everybody.